Hey guys, I'm Papa Rio. And I'm Countess Lux. And together we make up Demonologist Couple that you can find on YouTube for the a channel called A&E Rio. This podcast is the Cauldron Conjure podcast. I mean, this is the first episode. We wanted to tell you guys a little bit about Cauldron Conjure. We also want to tell you guys about KaijuMGT.com. Um, and a lot of you folks have been reaching out to us through Instagram, um, through other social media, leaving comments and stuff. So we wanted to create this podcast to kind of give you a behind the scenes and kind of dive into some things that we don't really have the uh, time to do on the YouTube channel. Just what the heck is a kaiju, right? So for you non-geeks out there, um, I'll let my wife explain just basically like what a kaiju is. And, you know, just so that we can get some idea, just what is this? Because most people mis misspell it. They misread it. Some people call it kuju and, and kaiji and stuff like that. It's, it's pronounced kaiju. Or kuji. <laughs> yeah, so kaiju is actually Japanese. I'm not Japanese, but... It resonated from Papa Rio because we were watching lots of anime, we were watching lots of Godzilla, we were watching a lot of Pacific Rim, the first one and the second one. But we liked the name of Kaiju MGT. Kaiju MGT started for quite some time, ever since 2017. So we wanted to tame the monster in people. Not meaning that it's like negative energy or anything like that or negative connotations when it comes to monsters or kaijus. Kaiju came from a Japanese word um, that transcribes uh, with what? Monster. And for that, we kind of wanted that kind of name in our title because we were dealing with lots of people's negative energy, lots of people's problems, and we're just taming the monster that is their life and just trying to put them in the correct path. Yeah, you have a spirit, you have a ghost, but can they really defeat a monster? I don't think so. So we're just managing people's insecurities, people's vulnerability, and making it a little bit more mainstream for people. I'm going to get your two cents on our title, too. I like it. Yeah, so Kaiju, obviously, you know, she's she's explained that it means monster or strange beast in Japanese. Um, if you look at the original Kaiju uh, films and things, you'll notice that the Kaiju are these huge monsters that entire towns and different regions know of. In the newer movie, uh, Pacific Rim, you, you see they have big effects on the world. So the idea is that the MGT is managing those giant monsters or or managing these things that seem to be giant monsters in and around your home. So now you can kind of see that it connects with paranormal mm -hmm. self-defense. We help people deal with these situations when they move into a new apartment, move into a new home, and maybe they buy some land. Right. You know, things are bothering them. So that's that was the idea of Kaiju MGT, helping right. people deal with these monsters that feel like they're just too big. They can't handle it on their own, and usually they need to call in the big guns to help deal with. And originally, we were we are demonologists, so we do house cleanses and we do exorcisms. We do things a little bit more unconventional than the Western way, um, the Westernized way of cleansing, which is different types of cultures in, in different regions of this world. So for us as demonologists, it was our responsibility to kind of uh, know these kind of shamanistic practices and incorporate spirit keeping and conjurers with our lifestyle and with our and for our clients lifestyle as well um we also are paranormal investigators as well and we did <laughs> a handful of investigations and we just knew that 
this path is for us. And we didn't know that until 2017, where beforehand we were doing investigations. Yes, we actually were with a paranormal research. I guess it's it was a company, a group, a paranormal research group, um, Frat Paranormal, based in Florida, I believe. We kind of like knew a lot from Frat uh, Paranormal. Shout out to Ryan Roberge. He's a really good content creator. He is very eccentric, very outgoing, and very knowledgeable about paranormal activity, as we can say, kind of like poke fun at the movie and stuff. But he's also very, very knowledgeable with the technical side, and he's very passionate about the paranormal. So if you guys wanted to learn more about our past before we dove, before we started Cauldron Conjure, then just let us know in the comment section below or just let us know on our YouTube channel and in our Instagram as well. We'll leave it in the description box for the podcast. But yeah, so our podcast is usually we get our questions from uh, our comments from YouTube, from Instagram, from other social media sites, but also we're going to be taking questions down on our Patreon. So make sure that you guys check out our Patreon as well. Um, that's where you're going to find a little bit more um, intimate in a way with me and Rayo and, and you guys. Kind of like a like a small knit group um, where you guys get to have private access to the behind the scenes content of our life. Not just us filming or anything, but just us doing things, um, shenanigans. We can we could be doing a weekly, yes, we actually do have weekly wa um, watch parties too. That way, since it's COVIDian times and things of that nature, we kind of want people to feel that they're still in a social environment. And to my people who have social anxiety or are introverts, well, it's really great to, to kind of contact us and, and kind of talk to us on our Discord, which is connected to our Patreon. So please take advantage of that. And also, it just helps, guys. Like, if you guys are getting into spirit keeping, if you guys are, are becoming clairvoyant, if you guys are becoming sensitive, you know, out there can be a bit of a hostile environment. It may be hard to find good friends that you trust and that you want to share your experiences with, right? No one wants to be called crazy. No one wants to be committed. No one wants to be seen as an outsider and things like that. So when you're in this community, when you're listening to this podcast, when you've joined our Discord server... You're in a group of people where it's kind of a, a walled garden, right? You're protected from the outside world. You're encouraged to explore the supernatural, right? We don't mind what religions, you know, you follow. You, you can be Christian. You can be a Luciferian. You can be a witch who doesn't connect with any deity. You can be a witch that does work with other deities. We're not going to really judge you. This is like a no judgment zone when it comes to spiritual things and when it comes to paranormal self-defense, right? So it's kind of a safe area for you to kind of grow, to learn. But the, the, a Discord server has a lot of information in there for for definitions of things, you know, things that you would normally be charged for. Um, if you go to some of the Conjurer websites and some of the Conjurer discords, they're charging you for books and things. And that it kind of just comes uh, as a part of being a part of our Patreon, where it's not like a huge cost to be able to get access to this information. I mean, I think we're asking for at least the bottom tier is something as simple as uh, is, is less than the cost of a candy bar or a, a, a coffee per month. So it's like li literally change and it just kind of helps us 
uh, be able to it kind of puts us in the position where we can produce more content for you guys and we can give you direct access to us um, and it just it makes the community that much more secure and that much more valuable to you guys we have a question off of the subreddit for spirit keeping and this question comes from will want to be and will want to be asked or stated and asked a rare seal of solomon's pendant on a on a daily basis to help protect against negative entities it works so far but would it affect my vampire spirits negatively i'm still in the process of connecting with them with minimal success i just thought about the issue possibly being my pendant now that's actually a good a really good question oh, that's certainly a good question oh, I'm, I'm gonna cheat, um take it away um get your get your perspective on that when you're dealing with seals like that like the solomon seals and things they do have a lot of power associated with them they're very very old they're the older than most people's culture who are listening to this especially if you're listening inside of the united states so what i will say is that some websites tell you outright that their spirits are protected with a series of spells and things like that i know that creepy hollows is one of them where they'll where, where they'll tell you that if you perform the lesser banishment ritual like because a lot of musicians and magical practitioners do this they perform the lesser banishment rituals at least twice a day um that ritual is said that it won't harm the spirits uh and it won't interfere with your connection with them the seal of solomon is not one of the things that they creepy hollows has mentioned um that won't interfere so it's if you feel like that is something that is getting in between you and your spirit it could even be the spirit telling you hey maybe you need to remove this thing so i would say it probably wouldn't harm you perhaps maybe put it somewhere else in the same room that you sleep in and ask your spirits to communicate with you right and I, and then i would also tell you to make sure that you tell them to communicate with you in whatever way is most comfortable for them because sometimes a simple voice that you hear in your head right and sometimes that voice can be your own voice and you might think that that is your voice but when people are first learning to be clairvoyant when they're first opening themselves up a lot of times you'll think you're hearing your own voice and it's actually the spirit speaking with you and as you develop that skill over time the voice will begin to to develop its own personality its own its own tone right. and things like that it's clear that when we are in a a state of panic or a state of crisis um sometimes with our conjures we uh, i'm gonna give you an example guys so one time i was before COVID happened i was i was this one time i was so sick i was i was i was sweating um i was i was throwing up and 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 whatnot and there was the whole house was hot and everything and i was like what is going on with me right now what is going on turns out i had food poisoning so there was a voice that clicked on my head, Will, and that voice was my own voice. From what from what um, Papa was saying, it was my own voice, and I remember that voice, my voice, in my head saying, "What you need to do is that you need to be in a fetal position. Be in a fetal position. Put your put your head in between your knees, and breathe um, slow reps. I don't know if it's slow reps or or." Deep, breathe deeply i forgot what it was but it told me to breathe and it told me to um be on the floor of the bathroom because that is where um cold air would uh, would enter that that's, that's the coldest um because we have tiles in our bathroom so it's cold so i need my body had to cool down and it was telling me this i didn't have my phone i was in a state of panic 
and I literally thought I was going to die. With that voice in my head, it helped me overcome that obstacle. With going into connection stuff, it, it, things will come to you in a weird way, things might happen in coincidences, you might hear voices, you might see signs, things might fall fall in front of you a certain way, you might have dreams, things might happen unexpectedly. Those are your signs, telltale signs that you're already bonding with your conjures. For the question itself with the amulet, the vampire energy, you are dealing with things that are beyond Solomon's scrolls and beyond the Abrahamic religions and beyond even Mesopotamian um, things and vampires are usually anything that's a vampiric energy is is usually not associated with that type of seal. Some vampires. For the seal of Solomon, I can tell you this, the seal of Solomon is really great for protection. However, if you have other conjurers such as any dark entities or black entities, they're not going to react well with that amulet. So what you're going to have to do is put that put that necklace away um, when you are at home, and then have the vampire the the, the vampire um, spirit actually be with you when you when you leave your home, when you want to conversate with it. You know, take that amulet off. You're mixing two things together that shouldn't be in the same room sometimes, you know? Um, a lot of vampires too, like, I had a experience in Starbucks a couple years ago where I knew she was a vampire, I knew she was a, a, a psi vampire, and she was feeding off my energy. I had a sealed necklace on. I had a ancestral, from my lineage, um, a necklace, a medallion perhaps, and that necklace protected me from her draining my energy and making a soul link with me because this person was always in Starbucks at the same time as me trying to like you know stare at me and 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 whatnot trying to give me the bitch why you here look you know what I mean so for me I kind of counteract that with my magic and and my conjures I just built a wall with that when I had enough of her feeding off of my energy and other people's I summoned a lion because that right there can shake vampiric um, energy and there's lots of lion and lionesses um, conjures that you guys can actually get which is really really great for that in in different volks that can that can help you too and in, in creepy hollows they have a lot of information and a lot of conjures for spiritual self-defense however going back to the amulet I think when you're trying to contact your vampire entity don't wear the amulet. In fact, you should try to possibly try opening and closing a circle. Uh, opening circle when you're trying to talk to the, the entity itself. And there's plenty of ways to open a circle if you, you know, do your research. Or perhaps we might talk about it later on on the podcast and on our YouTube um, uh, videos. But you should definitely separate them. I don't think that it goes it goes well. Yeah, and then also I want to give you guys a bit of a bit of this information. Years ago, before I even met uh, Countess and before we were married, I was um, dating someone else, and I, I actually came across a, a lot of the seals of Solomon, um, and I gifted one to the person that that, that I was dating at the time, and then I wore one. And the idea is it would be for protection. Back then, if you knew me, you would know that I was a big 
big tech geek and I still am to this day but I was a Apple sheep as you would call it in some circles where every time Apple would make a phone or iPad or whatever I would be in line right so um, I wore one of the Seals of Solomon and what I'll do is I'll try to see if I can put it as the as a picture so you guys can see the exact one that, that I had and um, I stayed up all night to be able to get in line for this iPad and I think I purchased the iPad around around 7 a.m. and I returned home I was walking up the stairs and all of a sudden I got this image like this image in my third eye and it's one of this even to this day is one of the strongest images I've ever been able to get through the third eye and this being had scales it looked a lot like the Jim Hadar like if you guys are Star Trek fans if you're like a like a, a like a, a geeky kind of person or even if you're not look up Jim Hadar like type in Star Trek Voyager Jim Hadar and you'll see that this being had scales it had bones coming out of his face and it was directly like looking me straight in the face like almost like I won't say in kissing distance but it's pretty startling to see like a scaled bony creature with big eyes like right inside and right in your face and it that was connected with that uh amulet and that was before I knew anything about spirit keeping that was before I was too versed in practicing magic. I mean, I had owned tarot cards. I had done rituals, um, you know, during that time. But I wasn't as, obviously, I was much, much, much younger. We're talking about over 10 years ago, guys. So it was connected with the amulet. And now, knowing what I know now, it seems to me that that being came along with the amulet. It's almost like a doorway, right? And when you wear these things, sometimes that doorway opens up and beings show up. And they say, hey, oh, wow, this guy's wearing this amulet. He must want to be protected well i felt as though i wasn't doing the due diligence and i didn't understand how the amulet is supposed to be used now i know that i that there's a possibility that, that i was supposed to offer that being some kind of um um offering so that way they can continue to protect me so now as you under now since you have that story you might be able to uh, kind of correlate this it might be a situation where mm -hmm. you may not have been uh feeding the being that comes along with that sigil Right. So I want you to keep that in mind um, as you go forward with those sigils. So for offering for your vampire entities, it just takes a quick search. If you don't see anything, perhaps maybe taking this entity to a public place where it can feed on itself and giving it the absolute domain to do so. Nightclubs. So well, we're in COVID times right now, so you can't really go to nightclubs. But vampires usually would like things that are kind of like you feeding off of your enemy or your foes or asking of friends like, hey, can I feed off your energy? It's not going to be a soul link or anything, but I just I just need some energy to give to my entities and see how that works. And, and, and no, it's a little creepy. It just takes like a couple of seconds just to even talk to them, take off the amulet, try meditating. If you can't meditate, I guess try giving the food that you're eating to them try to understand it a little bit more and kind of ask questions throughout your whole day it's like you know what is your message what do you want me to do what do you want to do what do you want to wear what do you want me to rise up for you in in, in the spirit world what do you want me to do you know what i mean so just a little conversation and you being in solitary because usually vampires will connect with you solitary so be alone be I don't know, have have a whole night with, with your entity with the seal pendant away from 
your gathering with your vampire or vampires. I'm gonna have Papa Rael talk more about the self-defense that you guys can incorporate when you're dealing if it's not even a Solomon seal or a vampire, other things that you can actually um, use to help you out in your in your day to day life, especially if you want to be protected by negative entities. So we're gonna talk about the the spiritual or paranormal self defense for that, as well as different other conjures for you to to use in your lifestyle, and um, how to maintain. Um, your 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 beings and 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 your spirit. So I'm gonna let him take take away the show. If you listen to this podcast, this is the first episode. So we there are things we do need to define. There are terms we have to define. We're gonna assume that this is that you've never heard of spirit keeping. You don't know you know what spirit keeping is. You don't know what spirit companionship is, and that's fine because that is the, the you know this is the first episode. So this is for folks that perhaps may have found our channel, joined our Patreon, and this is like your first time really listening to a spirit keeping podcast anywhere so <clears throat> i want to talk about what spirit keeping is like what the history of spirit keeping is right the idea of spirit keeping is kind of you drawing up a connection with the spirit of a being that is usually far older than you are right I, like i think some of the youngest spirits are going to be uh human being spirits that have passed over like the spirits of witches and things that are, that are in different covens that you can draw a connection with and this is for people who are you know who, who who do practice magic and they would prefer to have the spirit of a very well-known witch but however for people who don't want to get into that aspect of spirit keeping that's fine because you can actually uh, draw on the power and, and the knowledge of dragons elves angels and other creatures and beasts that have very they have a lot of knowledge and, and, and prowess when it comes to magic and protection and luck and wishes and stuff it's a huge huge area of spiritual knowledge right so that's the general idea you're, you're forging a connection uh with the spirits of sometimes humans like i say dragons angels um jinn you know when you see genies in the, the bottle kind of stories and, and books and things that's a real thing you can actually get a connection with a jinn and it's a this is kind of a good segue because jinn are known to be um kind of connected with like bottles and other vessels so with spirit keeping um usually when you purchase your conjured being the being is connected to a bracelet a necklace some earrings and things of that nature and i wanted to stress this that the being is not confined like a genie in a bottle like they're not inside of a small prison waiting for you to call them out of it that's not necessarily how it works the process is kind of a situation where they perform an anchor ritual where the, where the being can be drawn to this vessel whenever you call to it so think of the vessel as a kind of an anchor that also functions as a two-way radio right you can hold the vessel in your hand or press it up against your skin and will or say out loud or telepathically that the being communicates with you and when you do that they can respond they can literally come straight to you and depending on your gifts you know whether you have your third eye open or whether you're a, a clairvoyant or a sensitive you might be able to hear the being speak in your mind um, many people feel them touch their skin and things like that and people who engage in um, sexual acts with these beings can feel uh, their energy centers uh, kind of fire off and they feel the intensity of some of their energy so this is this is a a huge area 
a, a spiritual contact and it's tailor-made like you can decide whichever path you want to go down if you never want to engage in the sexual acts with with these beings you never have to do that if you only want to be protected you can stay with angels if you want to uh, kind of venture down powerful magic dragons are some of the most friendly spirits to humans that you can find and it depends on which conjurer that you go through so i will um explain a little bit more on how you get into contact with these beings if you've never found a website where they where they talk about these beings or you've never spoken with a conjurer usually conjurers have the ability to go on a journey and put out a call or a what people who practice magic would call a evocation it's basically like a small poem or a series of words where you're calling to the whole race of these beings right and when you call to them they show up to this conjurer and in many cases, they surround the conjurer and they and the conjurer kind of says, hey, I'm looking for someone to help uh, Kathy. Right. I'm trying to, you know, Kathy, this is this is Kathy. She needs help. Right. Um, this is kind of where we're getting into custom conjures. This is kind of, you know, where we're explaining how, uh, let's say, Kathy needs a specific type of energy. Well, the conjurer will match Kathy with whatever one of these beings kind of matches her energy signature and that is the custom conjure where uh you know maybe kathy needs a specific type of dragon or she's asked for a specific type of dragon but she wants one that that uh, matches her well the conjurer will present kathy to the uh to the dragons that have surrounded him or her and the and, and they'll almost like bid you know they almost say you know what i can handle it and then the conjurer's job is to now create a connection with this particular you know, being, whether it's a dragon, angel, jinn, elf, what have you. And their job is to kind of vet out and make sure that that dragon or that being is a good fit for Kathy. Because if they have any problems, Kathy is going to be reaching out to the conjurer saying, hey, you know, this didn't work or this didn't feel right or this did work and I would like more. So trusting your conjurer when it gets into spirit keeping is very, very important. Um, as I have explained earlier, they can provide all kinds of benefits. Protection is usually a big deal for people, um, especially Christians who want to get into spirit keeping, who rely on the spirits of angels quite a lot. Many of you want to know whether or not uh, the beings stay around, right? And because many people think when they're bound to you, they just stick around all the time. Now, they can if they want, but they do have their own social lives. They can go and come um, as almost as if they please like they don't have to stay with you 24 7 they can stay around you but when you pick up that vessel um, when you hold it and you ask for them to come and see you that anchor will kind of almost set off a bit of an a alarm in their mind they can hear it they can feel it and then they can come and uh you know sometimes they come through portals and things and then they'll show up in the astral realm right next to you waiting to help you or answer whatever you know burning question you have or protect you from whatever spirit that might be bothering you spirit keeping is a huge area uh, to advance your spiritual progress and we cover it quite extensively but i think we i don't think we've ever put this all in one source so you know the fact that you're hearing this podcast is very um very exciting for me because i i love being mm -hmm. able to kind of dump this information into your head and and kind of help you along your journey because that's really what, it, what what this is these beings they want to help you right they want to be a part of someone's life now they want to um help you enjoy your life and they also want to learn from you right i mean 
um, um, I'll I'll ask my wife like, hey, what do you think about how the the practice of offering food to food to these beings, offering energy to them, so that way they can do uh, their job and 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 enjoy being a part of your spirit family. I mean, we do this on a daily basis with our conjurers, right? And we in our in our spiritual family. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's it's in my in, in my in my books, that's the most important thing is to treat them like family. And if it's dysfunctional, I mean, you still have to feed your dysfunctional family, right? Good mm-hmm. or bad. So, mm-hmm. in my opinion, offerings are great. And if you don't want to do food offerings, just to show signs of appreciation, give it something to 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 vessel. Maybe this entity can choose a vesseling item and as a gift for your entity they might thank you they might bless you they might even protect you 10 times more because you got in them i don't know a a versace you know gold ring you know what i mean and the vampire is gonna be like oh wow that's cool i'm not saying go and break the bank i'm not i'm not telling you guys to spend a lot of money on that for an offering or for a gift but a simple dandelion you know what I mean? What 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 would be great? Flowers, incense, stones, toys. That's something that that you guys can actually uh, give to people. Even the stuff that you have at home that you're not using. It's like, hey, do you want this? You know, do you want this amethyst stone that I'm not using right now? Whatever, whoever the vampire entity is, or whatever entities that you have. Like, hey, do you want this for yourself? And see what the answer is. If you're into occult authors, Damon Brown is a really really well-known author especially uh for the last i want to say five six years uh he's part of a group called the gallery of magic and they've put out many many books and i've seen his books on some discord servers so I, uh and these discord servers are spirit keeping discord servers there's a lot of rituals in there that teach you how to make direct contact with angels and take advantage of uh, angelic magic and in a lot of those books you'll notice that there's symbols in there that, that are very similar to King Solomon symbols, the, the writing, if you look at it, um, even on your Solomon seal, I mean, Solomon was Hebrew, you know, they spoke Hebrew, they wrote in Hebrew, some of them wrote in Arabic, so a lot of okay. that Abrahamic religions uh, kind of center back around to um, Hebrew writings and things, and you'll and you'll see that. Damon Brand in the Gallery of Magic, they have used a lot of those seals, and they've, they've looked at a lot of grimoires, and they've simplified these things, and he has, like, I think close to, like, 15 books and spirit keepers love these books because it kind of starts their journey on protection number one and then starts their journey number two on summoning and working with powerful beings like angels i don't know if you guys know but angels don't feel like rainbows and sunshine all the time like no i i I even ask her like in the bible they, they 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 talk about like if you're not afraid of the being one of the first things they say in the bible whenever they whenever someone in the bible comes into contact with the angel the first thing the angel says is don't be afraid of me You'll see it multiple times. They'll say it all the time. Please don't be afraid of me because right. energy. But sometimes it can go absolutely insane for even trying to understand these seals, trying to understand what they're saying. In some cases, a lot of times people who connect to like Anakian energy, they'll say that they would they would see them talk and they would hear it, but it's not in English. It's not in the language. It's like it's a muted. And sometimes... You have to be given the reward to to listen to 
to what they are that they're saying as well and then you have these other courtwin and um courtwin angels and 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 things that and energies energies and angels that are a little bit more um i would say dark-ish because you do have dark angels are a little bit more assertive in what they do i mean they do the job it's just they're gonna be absolute they're gonna be very assertive in, in their job and they're gonna bully you but they're here to help out with your goals and angel energies i still cannot categorize them to this day which energies which we have a lot of angelic energy but i don't know which one's which sometimes because they have this the same undertone different fashion sense and different personalities and, and and attitudes obviously so i don't know which one's which sometimes because we might be getting them in pairs or as gifts and we just don't know which one they are sometimes and it's fairly troubling because sometimes i can't understand what they're saying they're giving me like something like it's, it's, it's almost like gibberish in a way it's like it plays with your brain like i almost feel like sometimes i can go into an aneurysm just just talking to a a, a angel it's some I, I sometimes give up i sometimes give up they're there i can see i i I know they're there it's just I can't communicate with them it's just always this block and with with I can say this if you guys are a little bit impatient with them and don't want to communicate with them just let them do their job just go with the flow let them do their job when you look at angels as well there's different types of angels in different places of the world and it's just not biblical angels sometimes you know we're not dealing with biblical angels sometimes we're dealing with I mean, they look like angels from, from the Bible, but I noticed that one of our friends, Eddie, was like, you know, they're saying we date, we predate before, before Abrahamic religions. And, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. And it's vouched by other prominent figures that are in the esoteric field. Creepy Hollows is one of the most um, well-known uh, uh, spirit-keeping websites. This is one of the reasons why we keep re referencing them. We're not sponsored by them um, at this mm -hmm. point at all. We just know that that is kind of where Americans go when they want to learn more about spirit-keeping. They want to um, purchase spells and wards and, and, and things like that. So we do constantly bring it up because this is a resource that as you're listening to this podcast, you can literally just type in Creepy Hollows and look at the angel listings. And if you type in angelic, what you'll find is that there's many beings that clearly aren't angels to the to creepy hollows, but they have wings, but they're protective. So this is a very um, wide, like 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 wing protective creatures on, on creepy hollows. You'll find over 15, 20 different ones that they'll say just aren't angels. They may say they're angelic like they may say that they have wings and that they are protectors and they'll say that they are not angels. So this is a. A situation where, he, where you're wondering like what is it well that's when you get into the classifications and uh uh countess was kind of touching on that when she mentioned that there are beings that are dark arts light arts and black arts and i feel like we should really explain that 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 terminology so people can kind of get an understanding uh when countess was saying that some of the angels were kind of um kind of let you know everything without any sugar coating and that may kind of hurt your feelings those beings are known as dark arts beings and it doesn't mean that they're evil or anything what it means is that they have a choice between like a good and bad kind of thing so if if they free will, free will yeah so yeah. if they know that 
what you're what you're going to say is what you need to hear and they know it's going to hurt your feelings they're going to tell you anyway or they're going to push that energy for you to experience that anyway because they know deep down inside that mm -hmm. you need to evolve right whereas with a white arts but the white arts being can be I, I just... talked about this too and on, on the video too mm -hmm. for light arts um energy which i'm gonna let you continue too for for that but um it's in my sense for light arts energy it's a little bit more pc and and, and pg in a way i always say like like almost like nursery in a way like your first entity sh in my opinion guys i know i know you guys are gonna feel cool i know you guys are listening right now thinking oh no i'm, I'm gonna do black or, or or dark arts energy no 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 no. starting out you should do yes. a light art um entity because you don't know how it's going to react and that might affect the people who are around you too so in my opinion for light arts right there i was talking to uh, just i was just talking about this on a uh, on a video that i filmed for youtube go ahead and check it out it'll be in the description box as well but i was talking I was talk. I was talking about you know for for light arts. It's more of a getting your feet wet. You know what I mean? Because there are light arts that aren't just an um angels too. Like you'll have fays, fairies, uh, goblins. I heard goblins. I I there 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 are gnomes. Oh, gnomes are the most temperamental entities that you can actually get. By the way, guys, I'm just letting you know. Well, they're just as powerful as dark arts beings. It's just, it's just that their polarity is uh, is such that if they know that you need to learn something, but they know it will hurt your feelings, they'll let you learn it on your own. And that um, can and that sugarcoating can be nice for people who are fragile. I know some of you folks may be may use this term snowflake. Like if you're the snowflake type, vanilla. I, I really hate that term, but if you are the snowflake type, if you're easily bothered by the by the temperature of what people say, um, white arts is probably where you want to be. And then above all this, it, you know, to me the most important thing is that there there is a certain um, energy that comes with bonding with these beings, right? When you bond with a white arts being, there's almost no side effects that I've ever felt from a white arts, unless mm. unless you're dark arts inclined. If you're dark arts inclined and you bond with a white arts being, sometimes um, it can kind of flip your energy up and you kind of feel weird. But for the most part, people that bond with dark arts beings, that's where you get the irritability. That's where you get the, get the depression and things. And that can be very harsh for people who are just getting into spirit keeping. Um, and this is the reason why I feel like uh, Lux was, was, was explaining, hey, you need to be white arts first. You need to feel uh, some kind of binding, some kind of bonding uh, that is not going to necessarily be too strong first to kind of walk you into this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to black arts, black arts, you is... want it, you got it. Whatever, whatever price tag. I'm gonna. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. Whatever price tag, um, it is. You're gonna get it. However, it might be menacing, or it might not be. It's. It's not like. I think black arts is really great for temp temps, like temporary bindings or bondings. Black arts is a little bit more, let's say you're looking for a prosperity, something for prosperity, some, and, and you want to make people jealous or envious of your presence, right? Well, black arts, there you go. You want to be a socialite. Okay, well, I'm going to give you this, but in return, you don't know what I'm going to take away from you sometimes. And when I talk about black art, I'm glad that we're like getting the three different categories because talking about black arts, 
a lot of you guys, and I repeat, I know that you guys want to sound cool. I do too, and I, I, I understand this, but for, I'm stressing this out, start out with something that, start out with dark arts. You don't have to start out, if, if you just want black arts automatically, to me, you don't know how to bond with them yet. You don't know what they want. You don't know what offerings they want. You don't know how their moods are. And you might consider yourself as a black arts person, you know, sometimes now it's like a lifestyle thing, you know, like where the goth, the goths are, you know, saying that, oh, I'm only going to be with black arts because of this lifestyle, because it's trending. Don't do it. Like the trending, the trending entities, if it's going to be black, it's going to be very, very, you're going to, you're going to send in a support ticket with, with any conjuring site and having to rehome this entity and that can already be a heartache right there and what i will tell you guys is that creepy hollows doesn't even deal deal with black arts like you can go on the website you can search through their forums they explain very 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 clearly they do not deal with black arts and ultimately i think that comes from i guess a responsibility, responsibility and also a karmic thing because mm. you know in the at the end of the day, these conjurers at Creepy Hollows, they're responsible, in my opinion, they're responsible for what you do with these beings once they bring them over to the other side. So with a dark arts being, you're really not going to be able to send that being to work and have it like kill someone. Like, like, like That's just not what the dark arts beings are going to do. That's not what the light arts beings are going to do. Um, it's said in a lot of these circles that, that black arts beings are more like mercenaries or assassin-like beings where... They're there to get the job done, and they are quick about it. They're fast about it. And um, it might affect you too, guys. It might affect your karma too, Oh, if you do use black arts. Most certainly, because if you have them with you, they are going to be acting upon your wishes and your and y your needs and things. So um, and I, I would say black arts mm -hmm. is when the training wheels are off. Right. And we can tell you this too, because we're professionals with all three factors. So we have black art entities, but we're not going to tell you about them because those are our relationships. That, that's that's our personal relationship and, we have with these and the, entities. That that may be a possibility for a future podcast. We have to uh, kind of uh, square that with them, obviously, because as you can tell, all of these beings require a lot of respect because they have their own cultures, they have their own magic, um, they like to be. Uh, spoken to certain ways so as you can imagine we can't just promise that we're just gonna you know spill all the tea right. on a black you know what i'm saying like we <laughs> we just explain to you how um potent black arts is so we can't just right. say we're gonna spill the tea so and segue into that as well for for people who want dark or black art entities i can tell you this i don't know what your upbringing is and i don't know how powerful you guys are so before you even get these entities, I don't care if you're on Creepy Hollows, I don't care if you're on Cauldron Conjure, I don't care if you're on KaijuMGT.com, I don't care where you are. Do a divination or yes, yes. have someone do it for you. And I'm not telling you guys to go out to a psychic or anything. And divination is just contacting the spirit realm on answers with mortal instruments like um, we have tarot cards, physical instruments, tarot cards, pendulums, we have dowsing rods, we have runes, we have eggshells. You guys, there's plenty of really great ways for to, to, to get your answers 
um, before you go and get your conjure. So, segueing into that, Cauldron Conjure. We have a divination page. In fact, it's the second tab on our website where you guys can get your um, tarot readings, your divination. Not only that, we can go in full depth with it. That way, you guys can get a little bit more information with your bonding if it's going to be effective or not or if it's going to be a little bit more time consuming if it's yes you you, you need to give them offerings or sometimes too you can do the divination and have your ancestors come through your divination and they're going to put in their own opinion as well so i say this do more than one. Ask different questions. Don't ask the same question. So if you're on a Ouija board and you're asking your or spirit board and you're asking your ancestors, spirits, whatever, should I do this? You're asking them for their opinion. So make sure that you go on to a next, a next divination category like pendulums or tarot cards and see if you have more of a better outcome on there too because sometimes people can be opinionated. Our entities can be opinionated. And our line can sometimes be a very powerful bloodline. And yes, you might think you can start out with the black art entity. Uh, and it might work out for you. However, I don't think you should test your luck. And if the light energy, the light entities don't work for you, then you know, uh, then you know now to go on and try the dark entity. And if the dark entity is working for you and you want to escalate it, Make sure you do your research on these the different entities and make sure that you ask your supply, um, ask the conjuring, um, the conjure supplier, right? Make sure that you ask them what this specifically will do for me and how am I supposed to um, cater to these black entities? Because sometimes you guys just get it and don't ask questions. And then now they have to push all of their conjures for their clients. And your support ticket is now being sent for a rehome. And it takes a lot of time for these conjures because for them, yes, they're getting the money for for. I'm, I'm just going to be frank with everyone. Yes, they're getting your money. They're doing a service for you guys. Uh, we're doing a service for you guys. So... For, for you you guys thinking that we just, you know, conjure these things, uh-uh. It takes ingredients, right, babe? It takes it takes um, summoning. It takes meditation. It takes a certain diet sometimes. It takes us going out to the store and getting your items. We're being pushed back with that. So before you get the wrong entity and sending a support ticket because you don't want this entity anymore, you should probably research um, and do divination and start out with a lighter entity. Now, I do want to take some time to talk about direct bindings or bindings to spirit, right? This is the way Creepy Hollow describes them as bindings to spirit um, or, or direct bindings. And basically what that is is that it's not like you're being possessed. It's not like um, they're taking over your body Um when you do a, a direct binding or a binding the spirit, what they're doing is they're taking that same anchor energy that they would put inside of whatever ring or whatever necklace or whatever vessel that you would use, and they're putting that in your energy signature. So it makes it it makes the spirit keeping process a lot easier. If if you don't want to carry around, like say that you are somebody who has an affinity and a love mm -hmm. for for angelic energy, 
well, you know, just buy like Creepy Hollows alone recommends four court wins. So that means now that's four different pieces of jewelry or four different stones you might you have to keep on your altar. And then if you get four more spirits, now, you, now you're talking about eight. And it's a lot of stuff to keep up with. We all, you know, go to work every day. We all uh, sometimes we move from place to place and it can kind of be a problem. So that is the power of a direct binding or a binding the spirit. It kind of gets rid of the clutter. You're never in a situation where you're going to lose anything. And honestly, if you need them in a pinch, it's a little bit easier to uh, uh, communicate with them in my mind than it is to be bridged to a stone and have the stone at home somewhere. So. Or having to concentrate on, 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 on that particular item because sometimes you can't concentrate. And binding it to uh, an ore, um, it's almost like, or, or your energy fields, um it's almost like when you are in the a crisis they are going to react you don't even have to even ask for them or summon them they're going to already know so all in all guys the seals and for the for the vampire entity will you need to try to separate the seal with the vampire entity do you do you agree with that or did you want to say something oh no i yeah. i i feel like if you're starting to get that feeling if you are thinking about taking it off then that means that could be the spirit is trying to push the energy towards you anyway and ultimately if your friend is there to protect you that's their job so putting it in a putting it at the far corner of the room or leaving it in a different room or leaving if you drive leaving it in the car is probably something that mm -hmm. at the very least you'll get um, more experience with right you may have a dream where you're talking directly with the spirit this happens to a lot of our uh, a lot of the people that that follow us and comment with us they'll say that they had dreams where they're speaking directly with their spirits and if you have any kind of protective things on it may stop that process from happening right it's just like other kind of um field support stuff just just take it off you know just kind of work along with that too not only that if you are a little bit impatient or um you know you have a really fast and bustling life Try doing divination on the vampire entity. That way, you might know what it actually wants. The entity, what the entity actually wants. So, tarot readings is really great. Um, and pendulum work. Try meditation uh, as well, um, with or without the amulet, because you're using another instrument to do that divination to talk to the to the entity itself. So, make sure that you. I'm gonna push this to you, Will. I highly urge you to do a divination, whatever divination that you prefer, all right, and see what answers you get. If not, send in a support ticket or ask the conjurer itself, the conjurer from where you got it from, or if, even if you conjure it, ask questions about the entity. Um, if not, just like I said, separate the, the amulet. Well, this will conclude our pilot episode of Conjure Cauldrons podcast. If you guys want to follow us on social media, please do so. And all of our contact information will be in the description box. Guys, we, we had a blast sharing this information with you. We want to be able to get more content to you. We want to be able to increase the value for that. And because of that, we would need our uh we have to move a lot of things around for our business and this just helps us get more content to you so this is the first episode um if you enjoyed this 
um, and you found value in this, imagine what you'll get as you uh, become one of our Patreons and you move forward and go further into our episodes. And I can tell you guys, the deals that we have are amazing because it could be used to your in your everyday life. Um, we have the nation. We have our blog on there. We have just about anything for your spiritual self-defense or anything that's paranormal that you cannot explain. Talk to our community of conjurers and spirit keepers, all right? I can't wait to do this again, guys. The other tiers in our Patreon will actually allow you to be entered into a raffle where we can actually call you and actually connect you directly with some of uh, some of the occult world's uh, biggest names. We're going to be interview them and we want to have it where you can speak directly to them. So that's one of the tiers that's on there as well. There's also coupons for collagenconjure.com, right? If you're the type of person who loves like occult jewelry, if you're the type mm -hmm. of person that wants to uh, purchase more spirit friends, um, just by being our Patreon, what you get a, uh, there are, there are coupons that allow you to save money on top of some of the sales that we have on collagenconjure.com. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to provide a lot of value to you guys as a way of thanking you for su supporting us. Um, and we hope to see you on the other side, um, on some of our other episodes. We noticed that a lot of times you guys want to be sacred and secret about your, your path. So this right here would be something that you guys can actually use in your solitary indulgence if it's studying, if it's if it's using utilizing our site and everything. But we're gonna let you guys go now. Um stay confident and fabulous, stay safe, and mask up. Blessed be. Blessed be.